Welcome to another episode of Finding Our Breast Selves, featuring your hosts, Jen Reynolds, Stacey Gonzalez, and Crystal Lee. All right, y'all, this is Finding Your Breast Selves. This is Jen Reynolds, founder of Pink Warrior Advocates. I'm here with Stacey Gonzalez and Crystal Lee. What did we decide we're going to talk about today? I think today is dating and sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that might be. Oh, Cher's coming out. All right, y'all. So, um, (laughs) if I could turn back time. In 2010, oh my God. I love Cher, too. I love her. My Cher impression. Say I'm a fan. Okay. What? I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Guy. Honestly, that's that's fucking. But give me, some, give me some, give me some Dead Mouse and. I can't. I don't know what that is. Dead Mouse. It's techno, isn't it? Always. Okay, but they're totally cold. They're that's oranges and apples. Yeah, for sure. I don't like Cher. I don't like her either. Oh, oh come on! What? It's something about that voice where it's like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. <laughs> she's actually like really smart. And, uh, it's. I think it's this. But let's talk about Shakira and J Lo at the Super Bowl. Omg, Becky. Fire. Yeah. So fire. People were so upset about that, and I'm just like. Seriously, really, it's dumb. I don't get it. I like, do love me some J Lo though, man. Oh that girl she can is so dance. hot. I wish in my like no amount of working it's like, out. It's equal parts that I want to be with her, and equal parts I want her. Oh like, God, I, you know, or I want to be like her when I grow up. I would look that good at fifty. Oh my God, yes. Or just be your best friend. Or honestly, I just eat some type of food off of her butt. And I'm completely straight, but that that thing is like how many? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Who who wouldn't eat something off of J Lo's butt? I'm just saying. All right. Okay. So we went. We, sex, yeah, we went a little. If we're gonna talk about sex. We're gonna talk about J Lo. Of course. Yeah. So guys, if she would like to be a guest on this <laughs> podcast, we would not be opposed. We will talk about your ass all day long, J Lo. Straight, gay. Ugh. All Sorry. of it. I'm okay, in my dating and sex. Uh huh. I'm glowing now. It's fine. oh shoot. Okay, oh. so let's go to the conversation oh. that I was trying so to we're record. Not names, right? No, we are you not going to record it when I was talking. Listen, I was, but we were failing. I was failing miserably. So y'all, Crystal over here, who is our divorcee. I am straight. Uh huh. Except for when I drink like a lot, but that was just like it's dabbling. I don't really think it counts, and no, it was it a long count. time ago. Experiment. Uh, I mean, it was yeah. So I she like went. Yeah. She went out on a date last night, first time met on dating app, I assume. Yes. And I hate it. as we're sitting here talking about this podcast and prepping ourselves for it, we talked a little bit about our date last night, and i think you heard maybe on the last podcast we mentioned a little bit of dry humping so before we get to the dry humping Uh we just encouraged her to send a message to him 
Oh, oh great. I guess if he listens to this like weeks so later, it's going to be like embarrassing. Please put this out in like four weeks yeah. so that if it's a thing, yeah. if it ends up being a thing, it's a thing. But like if it's not, then it, it doesn't matter. I'm sure on your next date, you're going to tell him how we talked about him today being an asshole. But can we, can we just right now, can, because she just had a melting moment while we were sitting here getting this podcast started. Actually, she, you may have just heard it a second ago. What did he say back to your text? Oh, God. Please don't listen to this. He doesn't have breast cancer, so we're not in his demographic, or he's not our demographic, right? Okay. Um, I just said, I, I just told him that I had a really great time, etc. That's uh, the, I'm going to just leave it at that because I don't want to tell, it's not his personal business out. Mm-hmm. But he said, well, thank you. I had a fantastic time too. I'm glad you really enjoyed yourself and I'm looking forward to doing it again. Boom, bitch. That's how you do it. Yeah. With a little, with a little help. From we get by with a little help you from did. my friends, you right? Because I did say something about doing you instead of enjoying time with you, or something, yeah. where my mind went straight to the gutter. Um, but yeah, no, he's very, very nice, and it was a very prompt response. Right, immediate. What was it like? Yeah. Two See, minutes? that's what I'm saying. We're at an age right now where I feel like if you want to have a serious relationship with somebody, you need to take that old school like idea of playing games and all that. If you want to know if somebody's serious, send them a message the next day and let them know you had a good time. If they don't respond, all they're good for is the D or the V. Mm -hmm. And you'll know right away on what what to expect out of that relationship. That's just my two cents. That's that's the married woman's perspective. Um, And you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, it really shouldn't be games, but this shit is not, this this is hard. I I was in your, your shoes not too long ago. Hard. Even, it's hard. even at our age, you would think yes. people don't want to play games, but like, like the older you get, the more you don't want to play games and it becomes harder. I hate dating. Like the it's whole the worst. Yeah. And I wish I could be one of those people that had fun with it and everyone's like, Oh, it's fun, you can be free and date different people and try different things and I'm like, Yeah, but I feel like I end up dating the same person almost and like yeah. And then you you learn from it and you try to change it up and you end up with the same damn person again. And you're like, what is happening here? Like I you say you want a quote unquote relationship and then like, I don't know. Yes. And and nowadays it's like I'm very open sexually and I feel like as women, we should be allowed to be like sexual beings if we choose to be and talk about sex and be open with sex and and have sex on the first date without like being judged or slut shamed or Mm -hmm. looked at but then there's another part that i'm like i feel like women or men and women like we're still hardwired to a point like where men just think as soon as you have sex on the first date like oh sex that's what this is it's Mm -hmm. just sex and so i've had to like go against that like feminist in me and be like I know I believe that and I know I'm a lot more than just sex, but if I have sex on the first date, then that's what they view. I can't change how they view it. Even if I'm over here, like just because I had sex doesn't mean that I you know, don't want a relationship. Yeah. You can't make other people feel that. So, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you just want to hook up and go do that, as long as you're safe with it, like go for Girl, it. Get you some. Yeah. But I'm not about that life anymore. I'm 34. And I have all the things like I have a house, I have a car of my own. I don't need yours. I don't even make dudes pay. Like so many men. I bought them. Yes. So I have, I have a question for you. So being in the, you know, I'm on the other side of it. So I'm in a marriage and, uh, you know, we'll talk about that. Maybe it'll come up in this conversation because I'm not familiar with dating 
after a breast cancer diagnosis. Obviously, my husband had to, we had to kind of find our new normal with each other. But as far as dating goes, like, there's so many, I guess, different things that go into that after a breast cancer diagnosis. So, like, now you're you're determining whether or not or when you're going to get physical with somebody. So at what point do you say or do you bring up or do you just allow it to happen that you're like, oh, by the way, my boobs are jacked up and there's scars everywhere or I have no nipples or whatever. Like, when do you bring that up? Because I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to it. There's no way. I, I will do the thing that makes everyone cringe. And what, but, okay, so... Going off of that, and what, what's the reaction like of somebody that saw your breasts for the first time and probably have never seen breasts with no nipples or breasts that have scars all over them? What's their reaction? Nothing. Actually, they <laughs> see me naked, and they're getting to have sex with me. So you're welcome. Well, I mean, if you're doing it with men, like with women, right? Us, it's a much more emotional, sensual, sensual. Oh yeah. So you know, I would usually have the conversation and then I would kind of the first time that I knew we were going to be together I'd make sure it was kind of dark you know and let them feel more than see right because not only do I have reconstructive breasts I have a huge scar that goes around from one one hip to the other oh yeah and it kind of like it doesn't the deep flat yeah, yeah, yeah with the deep flat it's a huge scar which over time becomes less noticeable but it is like it there's right you can feel it there's a groove i have no sensation there and it's right next to your naughty bits yeah (laughs) so she's gonna yeah she's gonna trip over that dirty bits like uh sensual points they're gonna run in run across it oh yeah i I don't know when they do because i can't feel it motherfucker so so okay so you do you this happens in the dark just like the first time have you told them? Yeah. Okay, before. so you've prepped them. I've prepped them. And they I know don't... they're not going to feel a nipple, like, right. getting hard or I've anything. I've prepped them, but not in a sense where, I mean, it. I, I think, like, still with my current partner, I told her on her first date. So, you know, we our first date was two hours long. We sat and we talked about everything in life. And so, of course, it comes up, you know. But it's not like I go into detail of... I, I just kind of prepped them and prepped her and said, I've had breast cancer. I've had reconstructive surgery, so I have a lot of scars. I didn't say what kind, you know, go into super detail about it. I always go into detail and too much. Um, I will literally, like, talk about my mastectomy and be like, oh, and I got to keep my nipples. Like, that. that's like, I have to tell them that I have nipples just so you know I have nipples. And even though I can't feel them hardly at all or it ha- takes like a lot of force to make me feel them uh which some people are like challenge accepted which is great like but I I don't know I I've never had an issue like I said I am the one that does the cringeworthy shit that people are like oh I'd never do that and I'm like I'm gonna do that why not like why not just own it and and these are my breasts and this is what you have to work with and again I, t- I, I talked about it on the last podcast but like I forced myself to be intimate when I hadn't even had my implants because I knew that if I could do it then, newly single, I'd been in a marriage seven years and hated my body and hated my, I hated a lot of things about me, but that's another story. Like I had to learn how to like love this new body and I'm not saying it takes sex with someone else. It shouldn't, but part of being comfortable in your own skin enough to have sex or be intimate, even intimacy or seeing somebody naked, like 
that's a big thing. So for men with me in general, I haven't ever had a man even comment on it unless it was to give me a compliment about yeah, them. The scars aren't really a thing either. Like I have two large scars underneath my breasts. And again, I'm lucky enough I got to keep my nipples. But I had already prepped myself mentally that I was going to get, I had picked out tattoos and everything that I was going to get across them. And I've never really run into an issue with it. Again, now I'm like, I have breast cancer and I tell them more so because as a woman, I want to be touched the way I want to be touched. And if I'm going to be intimate with someone, like I need them to know, like they're going to have to take a jackhammer to these nipples if I'm going <laughs> to enjoy yeah. that. Part of communication. What? <clears throat> Sorry, what about like, okay, so we've talked about like the physical side of it. And, you know, when do you talk about that in a relationship? Or, you know, when do you bring it up? At what point do you? I mean, it's been years since I've been in the dating world. So I don't even know how it works other than like you swipe right, right? So like most people uh -huh. like that's, that's what's happening right now. Yeah. But so a lot of there's a lot of conversation happening on via text or through these dating apps or however you're communicating that happens first, when do you tell them that you had breast cancer? Is that something that comes up right away or? No, person. Especially in person. Yeah. And now with what I do with y'all, like I, there's no getting around telling them because I'm so big on like my social media and volunteering. Like if they, which I, I have another like rule. I, first of all, I don't, chat or text i learned that lesson the, the hard way by messaging somebody for weeks and then meeting with them and i'm like wow you're a raging alcoholic and this was a waste of fucking time in fairness it wasn't because i learned a lesson lots of things you think are waste of time actually teach you something but that being said i was like all right i need to i'm not gonna do this i'd rather meet in person and i i think it's just easier to read people like people will say a lot of shit behind a, a text or on a dating app that they would never say to your face and so like it's nice to meet and get it. And I, I tell them usually the first date because I talk about Pink Warrior so much that like, I'm just like, and then my hair, like, I, it's so fun. It, you know, it now it's cute. So it's like, oh, she could just be, yeah. she likes, she likes to look like a pinup. And I'm like, no, I had chemo. I had hair down to my ass. This is what it looks like now. It's chemo curl. I had breast cancer. I still have nipples. Wait, you didn't have that curl before? No. You didn't no. know that? Her hair was literally like straight. Yeah. Super straight. Shut the front door. Yeah. 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 This Your is... curls are so cute. Thanks, Boo. Thanks. Yeah, her hair is the cutest. Like, Aww. I wish that I had curly oh hair. Goodness. Mine came back both times the same. Straight. Like, fine. Like, oh, I've considered uh, getting a perm. A perm? Yeah. People think I did that. <laughs> or they're like, did you curl it? I'm like, no, this is. Now, again, when it was like, if I don't do anything, I do look like either Blanche from the Golden Girls or a fucking Brillo pad. But, like, oh but it, I actually really like it. And I'm excited to see it get a little longer. And though a lot of people, I mean, we're segueing, but a lot of people, I'm sure y'all have the same thing. I'm like, you look really good with short hair. You should leave your short hair. And I've been tempted. It does make me eat better and like try to be healthier. Cause when you have short hair, you're like, typically if your face is a little thinner or like, you know, it, yeah. so it, it makes me, whereas when I had longer hair, I could carry a little more weight easier. So no, now I'm, I'm, like, I'm sure that's a whole separate episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other hair thing. So, we'll okay. talk about hair later. But that, yeah, sex. Back to dating. Yes. So kind of my my past. Um, like I said, when I was diagnosed, I was in a long term relationship, and we had just had a commitment ceremony. Then we went. You know, I got diagnosed, and the next eighteen months were treatment, surgeries, appointments, blah blah blah. We ended up breaking up about two years after my initial diagnosis um, 
complete separation. And so it was weird for me because I was already a year before we broke up is when I had my reconstructive surgery and my body had time to a, a year to heal. Right. Right. So my scars were more healed and was more developed. Well, being freshly, you know, divorced and back out into the dating world. And when we had started dating, there wasn't apps. It, you know, it was. I miss those days. It was like Craigslist. <laughs> Oh God! People, oh know. man, oh, that's, that's like it. Prostitutes. <laughs> that sounds. Door. I mean, I had been off the market. Wait, okay. Jeez, wait, 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 wait. What? Can we back up for a second? No, no, no. no. I, I need to ask a question here. I, I don't have a lot to contribute to this conversation. But I. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Did Did you in fact go on a date with anyone you met on Craigslist? That would be a no. Oh God! Did you actually go on Craigslist to seek a date? <laughs> you would. I would go on Craigslist to see what was like. I got entertaining. <laughs> I was about to say I got I literally. Speaking of Craigslist and entertaining, I got an entertainment center off of Craigslist. That is. I was gonna say a deal, but other than that, but it's just like prostitutes. Like Misconnections. Uh, area like it oh, was, they did. Why? Well, no, they're funny yeah. to read. But did you? To, I know, no, I know. Oh, thank God! I think I think I wish you all could see the look on my face because I'm sitting here staring at these two. Like, what is happening right now? Oh but, man! Before Tinder and Bumble, I think that's how people would try to hook up. Because I really feel. I mean, I'm. I got really lucky because that's how I met my partner. Now was through a dating app. Oh, so Craigslist. Fucking Craigslist. She went to buy an entertainment center, and this lady's like, "You like vagina? I like and, vagina." And and we will we will call we like, like each like other's vagina. We will call her fiance, Barb. <laughs> oh shit! She already yeah. said her name. Barb that wears flannel. Flannel yeah. Barb. Yeah, flannel Barb. So. <laughs> The furthest thing from that. Completely. But, so I'm freshly single into this dating world where now dating apps are a thing. And I couldn't, it was weird because I almost, I felt like I needed to have just a hookup to see, like, you know how Stella gets her room Same. Kind of thing? Yes. It was like, I just need to get it out of the way. Right. Nothing with emotional connection. I'll never see this person again. You know, I ended up being friends with them, but it was, I had to get out there and like, Oh my God. Do I have to, to remind me to tell the story about this when you're done. So I, I did. And then, you know, shortly after I got into a relationship, but what's weird, and I know I'm kind of jumping from sex to dating a little bit, but when I got into my first relationship post cancer, you know, since my divorce, I started dating somebody who had a kid and what that did, you know, I think dating just in general was already hard, but whenever I started to really fall for somebody who had a kid, I, I had these thoughts in my head because I still at the same time was going through like processing what had happened with my body. Right. I, I became really closed off and I didn't let this person and her, her kid in. Because I was scared that what if I got sick again? Now there's a kid involved. Oh. What if I get super connected, you know, to this kid and this person and I get sick again? Like, I'm, I'm about to put them through another 
you know, hell that they're not asking for. So it does stuff with you. It fucks with you. It, yeah. You know, I, if it, if there hadn't been a kid involved, I wonder how I would have felt trying to date, you know, but then going, I had just had a hysterectomy six months before and you start to like, it almost wanted me to push them away Yeah. and not get them and get involved with them because I wanted to save them from, from you, me. which is sad because then you close yourself off and I okay. have done the same thing the first year it was me getting over my divorce having a double mastectomy going back to work being a single mom <clears throat> I was in no way prepared to like actually date and take it seriously I and then boom I so I met a couple of guys that were just like very casual and they were here's the thing about like again single on tinder or bumble I've run across more than I can count men that are so jaded that like one person hurt them. And I'm like, motherfucker, I had cancer twice in my life and had a horrible ex-husband and I'm still trying here. And you're over here butthurt because a woman broke your heart and cheated on you. Like there's a lot of people out here in the world that are really good people, but I would watch and these, but in a way, these guys were like, at that time, it was just the person that like you, like you said, it was just, I needed to get it out of the way, mostly mm -hmm. for myself to be like, all right, now I've had sex with my new body and nothing bad happened. So yeah. it's okay. And yeah. I'm obviously still attractive to the opposite sex or the same sex, whatever, like right. sexual partner. So I was not ready to date. I went through a lot of growth in that situation. And then like, as time went on, like I finally, I'm still like Jen and I talk about it all the time. I still struggle on a regular basis of like, how can I change? But I have felt like breast cancer has made me, it's, it's so much easier to connect to women and like being an empowered woman that like accepts your body and you've gone through all this and women are like, she's a fucking warrior. She's strong and they appreciate you. And I feel like men, I am more disconnected with than I've ever been. And it sucks because you, so what you're saying, you're coming out. It is national coming out month. And are you coming out darling? Listen, ladies. There's I'm saying there that. is still not a chance because I like the dick. <laughs> but I have no issue with like... You know, like we get toaster ovens if we convert them. Do you really? I'll put your name on the fucking application <laughs> if and <laughs> when you. I decide to I become... I you. <laughs> Stacey oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I... Um, fucking toaster oven? That's bullshit. You should definitely yeah, get like... Good. Like a foodie or a ninja, like a at least Instapot. Instapot, yes, Instapot. Instapot. I still don't well, have one of those. Better than an Instapot. Okay, let's be honest. I, I don't have either. I have a microwave, oh, but I do have a, a ninja. Anyway, digressing. Um, I I do, and it sucks because you want to feel connection more than ever. And now it's been two years since my divorce, and I am beyond over that because honestly, it was very unhealthy relationship. So I'm happy where I'm at, and I feel like I've made so many changes and progress, and I'm not the same person I was. And I also feel like I deserve love. Like I, I talk a lot of shit and I'm joking all the time. And I, I, you know, talk about sex and all this, but the reality is like the casual sex thing is just not for me. Like I get connected with people. I, even if I meet somebody and I don't know them, if, if they tell me their story, I always get like, even if it's just conversation, I start getting invested. Like, and I think that we all do. That's why we do what we do. But like, mm -hmm. I, I just, I've been trying. Well, for us, too, sex is, I mean, at least for me anyways, and for most women, sex is an emotional connection, you know? Like, it is something that you connect yourself with. I mean, for men, it's more a physical, you know, they don't, you know, attach it to emotions as much as we do. Right. And so, 
that's kind of, you know, even going forward into any type of relationship, whether it be marriage or dating or whatever the case may be, experimenting, whatever, is, you know, sex and how different it is after breast cancer. You know, it's totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, We started this, this podcast off singing let's talk about sex you know and so (laughs) i don't yeah we can talk about sex i love sex i yeah you know honestly though i think the biggest thing is i've learned how to love myself and now i feel like i'm ready to move beyond just the sex thing it served its purpose i did it and oh the chemo thing oh since we're talking about sex specifically so i uh i decided before chemo was even finished. Again, the cringeworthy thing that most people would not do. Y'all, you were there. I told you about this. Yes. Y'all were, we were like having our meeting for our TV Thursdays. Yes. And so like, I was, I fucking started dating with no eyebrows, no eyelashes, bald as fuck, had just finished chemo. Because again, I will do the cringeworthy, un, un, the uncomfortable thing, because I know that if I can do it, then I can fucking handle it when I'm now, like now, for instance. So for now, I don't get my heart broken or my my feelings hurt as much as I would like then. And it's weird because you take this like situation and I literally, without makeup, I looked so sick. I had no eyebrows, no eyelashes. I got blood clots in my arm and my port. And like, I was so broken out on my face. I had to wear, I had to wear makeup to have feminine features and to not look like I had some kind of like skin disease. And I had my left arm super fucking swollen. Again, I'm like, God oh, wants no, me to be ugly. Yes. I was like, this is like, maybe right. I'm not supposed to. So is that when you started exploring other ways? Yeah. So like when I. For the, for the rest of you that don't know Crystal Lee Haas is the queen and our majesty of wigs <laughs> because she was rocking them. $35 wigs at that. Oh my God. These are. I think, didn't we record like a tutorial of, of so we'll have to send out the link so you know how to yeah i still have it on youtube mine and honestly now that i'm better at like editing i should just shorten it make it like a four or five minute long tutorial but lace front wigs became my best friend because my daughter was like "Ooh, bald people freak me out and i was like fuck it we'll buy wigs and i fell in love with them so like i would go out with these wigs and it was a way to be a different person i wasn't sick for that night i was fucking lola the hand model or uh she was and she was from up north and she followed her boyfriend eddie down here and he kicked her out but then like she found the key under the mat and she looks under and so he loves us still and he's gonna work it anyway that's lola well Uh, and and but going back to sex and all that uh your hair and having that i mean like you can't have your hair pulled during sex if you don't have hair no and so i never had i did not have sex during chemo or away because that would be weird uh, i kind of yeah, like them and i want no but i want to start using them now that i have them Fuck but yes. but wait i have a question so yeah, let's yeah, back yeah. up so did you ever have sex with one of your wigs on and the guy pulled your wig off i have not okay so that's what i'm saying i have never had sex i take that back before i had cancer because i do like that sort of like role playing a little bit I did put on a wig when when I'm in your married you do shit. Yeah, but I'm things. talking like where no, the guy single? had no idea. No, no, I did not. But I did make out with a guy hardcore with a wig on, okay, and he did so, grab it on the. So no, it didn't stick. I had that shit on. Like I glued that because when you're bald, it stuck right to your head, like really, really good. Um, and I I knew how to use my product properly, but but it's weird because it fe- he had to feel it. That we only went on three dates. He was also <laughs> very, very much into his ex and. 
Like, I was, but he was a good starter. Like, and I saw that. Yes, and I saw that right off the bat that he was into his ex, but I was like, ah, you know what? I'll see it for what it is, and I'll go on a few dates. He was very nice guy. He was, um, he was like, he was a nice guy, and he was attracted to me, obviously, because he kept making out with me. But then, like, it was weird because he would go from not talking, like, touching my arm even during like a movie, and then just straight to making out at the end when we're saying goodbye. Yes, because it was this guy. So that was the only person I dated when I was all the way bald or even was intimate with. That's it. I have a challenge for you. Huh. You did a challenge last episode, so I think every episode. I did. Yeah. Oh, the boob. Okay, yeah, go the on boob look up. at your boob. Yeah. Long right. the dark boob. All right, we're gonna always challenge Crystal. That's the yes. thing, guys. So I want you to go on a first date with somebody, <laughs> and with a wig on. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and just like start heavily making out with them, and tell them, "Will you please pull on my hair? I love when people pull on my hair." And then he pulls on your hair, and then it, the okay, wig just comes off. And then make it – no, no timeouts. <laughs> <laughs> make it the most awkward like I'm response ever. Oh, yeah. Make them just, like – Like, have the, the ball. The ball. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Oh, my God, you guys. Here's the thing, though. I actually am hoping in, when you guys release this, which is in four weeks, because that, you're still with the guy that this guy – that I'm fingers crossing it. Like, I'm, I'm going to put it up in the air now because I deserve this shit. It's been two years. That's true. And I'm like, I'm done with this dating bullshit. So it, let's say it doesn't – if it doesn't pan out, I will totally do this wig shit. No problem. And I might even do it with him. Just fucking wear it and see what he says. Yeah. Be like, hey, pull so on this shit. Yeah, oh, he would. Yeah. Totally would. He's, yeah, he he's 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 got a nerdy side. He's so a freaking he totally, sheets. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, you you guys dry humped for two uh, freaking hours. We did, but it was very like consensual. Very and just the word hump, like just hump. using the word hump, yeah, we just, makes I mean, me. We would go to the movie theater. Yeah. And Hey, our parents might be listening. I'm worried his parents are listening, and he was a gentleman the whole time. But you know what's his funny? His parents don't know you yet. Time. You know what's funny though? I he goes, we were talking, and he goes, I said, did you tell? Did your parents ask you where you were going? Because it's like his first date in a long time, and he's like, and his first Bumble date. And I told him, I looked at it when he said it was first Bumble date. I was like, whoa, you fucking lucked out. You know how many yeah, shitty dates did. I've been on, and this is your first one. Fucking congratulations to you, sir. Yes. Because you got, like, the good crystal, the one that's, like, been through her shit, and now she's ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're welcome. That's how I got lucky. I yeah. Agree with it was the first? Uh, I fucking hate you guys. You guys are but great, you know but I did all the horrible you know shit. what's funny is that uh, we tell people, if you came up with a story <laughs> of how we met. Of course you so did. Like when we would explain to our parents how we met, we told them that we met reaching for the same avocado at the Lincoln Heights in Tucson. Oh my God! Not... How many people have bought that shit? I'm sure they have because oh, you're Hispanic. They assume you, you eat avocados all the time. How do you keep a straight face when you're talking? Fucking... I don't know why she was the one because whenever we like, we just went with it. We oh my gosh! Nice. And I was like, oh, we got this. Did We're you? Was it a Haas avocado? But I'm bummed. Oh, so let me tell you. So he, I said, did you tell your parents you were going on a date? And he goes, Yeah, I did. And I was like, Oh my God, because. I just like, what the fuck? Because you don't know. Everybody's parents are My parents are really wide open. Like, they know if I come home from a date and I've, like, had sex, they know. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm very open with them. And that's probably why I am the way I am. But um, he's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, what did they say? And he's like, well, my dad was just like, okay, have fun. And my mom was like, have protection. Do you have protection? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what kind of woman? Does your mom know me? Have we met? Like, I'm just kidding. 
I'm kidding. Um, but no, I had just made, I had made the decision recently that like, I cannot handle casual sex. Everybody's different. Kudos to the women that can actually, I'm really jealous of you because I love sex, but I can't handle the casual sex. So I try to, if I'm going to have sex, I try to give it to a man that is a very nice man and deserving of the sex. Cause it's, but I think with what we've been through, we don't have time for that casual shit. No. Yeah, like, like, I'm, I want to date get, with a purpose. Yeah, let's fucking let's go there. Point and let's get there. And I, I don't know what I've got for the, I don't know how much longer I've got. But right? I do and run into that same thing that you're talking about. Like, sometimes I worry, like, what if I meet somebody and I fucking up and die on them? And that's, like, a real fear. And then, like. Jen, you say you don't have a lot to add to this, but like you have sex, you're in a relationship. There's a lot of women that are in a relationship and it changes. Like you said that your relationship ended. I'm I'm not going to say, I don't know, but like breast cancer had to have an effect on your relationship and could have potentially played a huge role in you guys not working out. Then you have your relationship where you guys stuck it out through all of this. And I'm not saying it was easy, but like the intimacy had to be different and change. Oh, totally. And you have to have trust in that person. It was not, I mean, we've had a lot of ups and downs trying to navigate through our, um, you know, cancer affecting us. We were only married two years, and then I got diagnosed with cancer in the midst of us uh, going through fertility treatment. So, you know, just the impact that that had on me emotionally, and then going from that to a cancer diagnosis, and, you know, being put into medically induced menopause, and we all know the effects of menopause, you know, oh, yeah. the, the painful sex and um, the, dryness. the dryness and all that stuff, like trying to find something that actually works and, you know, getting your head past the point of, okay, this is going to be painful to, um, I want to enjoy this, you know, so, and it's that whole, you kind of get a, you kind of have to get past the pain and that anticipation of the pain because of the, the menopause and all that. And there's a whole new way of like, it's no longer the kind of sex where it's like spontaneous or it's like, you know, whatever. It's like, okay, I gotta, I have to be mentally prepared for that. And that's not something that, um, I love, you know, like right. I want it to be enjoyable again. I want it to be something that I really, really look forward to. And it's not that I don't look forward to it because I don't love my husband. I love my husband. My husband is literally the most amazing person in my life. Like he's, he truly, truly is my best friend. And I cannot imagine going through life without him. Like he is my fucking cheerleader. And I, I feel like, you know, for myself, that intimacy and the spontaneity of it and all that is, is something that I'm constantly working on because of the pain that's involved and it has nothing. It's not anywhere beyond that. I mean, there, yeah, of course there's blocks of anxiety that like my brain is just elsewhere thinking about other things. And right. like, I'm not thinking about sex 15,000 times a day, like maybe a man might, or maybe somebody who has a higher sex drive like you. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's so many challenges with intimacy and sex post cancer. It's, it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's another part of your life that you have to alter because of cancer. And then it just pisses you off even more. Like you just become so resentful. It's like, Oh, this is another enjoyable thing that I now have to change. Well, and I have, I have felt like about myself, which I hate to say this, like, because typically 
on the outside looking in, most people view me as a very confident woman that like knows who she is and everything. But like when you when you feel disconnected, I almost feel like sometimes like my life is a fucking lifetime movie and like that's too much for a lot of men. Like who wants to take that on? And so I self talk. I say that to myself. Who else wants to take that on? Why would anyone want to take that on? And they might want to have sex because again, like I'm an, I'm a I'm a relatively attractive woman and I know how to do my makeup and like, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I just, I hate that. I do that to myself. And like, that is the biggest thing that I've learned through dating is like, and through cancer and through chemo is people will look at you the way that you look at yourself. So like when I went through my ugliest quote unquote, I just say that like my sickest looking time I forced myself to do wigs. I forced myself to put on makeup. I did not want to fucking do that every day. I did that. And, I, and there were days I walk around bald because there's nothing wrong with that, especially when I went to work because it was hot and I was having yeah, hot, flashes. hot flashes. Hell yeah. And so I was like, fuck this. I'm going to walk around with my head held high. And I have had more compliments when I was bald than I ever have in my entire life. And they were genuine people looking at me and telling me how striking I was. Men telling me how attractive I was as a bald I, woman. It is because, I mean, walking around bald and embracing that you are such a badass exactly. like and and to ex like exude that confidence that it takes for me it took me forever to walk out in public bald like i either just didn't go out i went out with a wig on or i always had my thing with scarves so yeah. obviously this is like a whole nother conversation but uh and we will talk about that for sure but the first time i ever went out bald i remember uh we went to a concert me and my husband and i had my makeup on and um, I started crying because I was freaking out on the way to Austin on the way to the concert and he didn't know what the hell was going on. I'm like, I just can't do this. And so he's like, we're doing this. And, you know, I was like, I, I just have to do this. I have to do this. Even though I was through treatment and my hair was going to start growing back soon, I needed to Ugh. do it for me. Yeah. And so we stopped at a CVS in Austin. I redid my makeup and we went to dinner and everybody was staring at me and I felt weird. And then I went to the concert and all that, like staring at me and all that, you know, just anxiety of going out and being bald. And we went to the concert and this girl came up to me and I remember in my head, I can still picture her face. And she goes, girl, you are a badass. You rock that so awesome. And I was like, thank you so much for saying that because this is the first time I've been out bald ever. And she goes, you seriously look amazing. And, and I was you like, did. But I didn't see myself like that. Yes. All it takes is that one person. Yeah. And then you're like, so you're, for, got, you're right. For our listeners out there, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've come across somebody's bald and I don't know their story. I don't know them. I, complete stranger. Right. And just giving them that little like, hey, I've been there and you are rocking it. Good for you. You know? Oh, like, yes. And you don't understand how big that is to them. And for me, like I made the choice to shave my head. To, because my hair was long down to my ass and I could not fathom like I had no control over anything else but for me it was like shave it because that's the one thing I have control over is when to lose it and I could not imagine it coming out in clumps like mm -hmm. even losing it when it was super short and I was bathing and washing and it came out that was slightly fucking traumatic honestly but like I after that and even there that day so many people were like gee you look like G.I. Jane blah 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 and I was like you're fucking right I do and I never for one second I, I never looked at myself until I lost my eyebrows and eyelashes and thought, 
you don't look good. And it was only because I looked sick and I didn't want sympathy. And I think this is a great segue into our next week's topic. I think let's touch on, let's talk about hair loss. Oh, yeah. I think that, you know, everything surrounding hair loss and sharing these stories of the first time we went out bald and, and all the, you know, when did we choose? How did we choose to shave our heads and, and all that stuff? Let's talk about that next next segment and just... It, it's such a huge thing, hair loss, and it's such a personal decision. Um, I think we could talk about sex all the time, all the time, and we can we can definitely bring this back in. We want you guys to send your questions yeah, to us. Yeah, what do you what do they want us to talk about? We'll talk about it. Obviously, um, and I, you know, again, here's another thing. I'll, I'm going to give everyone a challenge listening because I will do this. Anything that you want to know about dating especially after breast cancer i will either try it or probably already have so like if you have something like oh, i've never like love letters to crystal. crystal oh my god yeah okay guys love letters, love to, crystal. letters to crystal we oh, are adding that man. to finding our best selves i love have no way licensed to give any <laughs> yeah, love yeah like week. do not try this at home i was gonna say you might not want to take advice from crystal however Except, please do, because I'm doing it for somebody, damn it. <laughs> if it's not me, it should be someone. And I've learned a lot, so. All right, so if y'all want to send a love letter to Crystal, please send it to hope at pinkwarrioradvocates.org. We will definitely read your letters and have a new segment with Crystal talking about love letters and your questions and has she done this? Have you done that? Do you have questions for her about dating? If you have questions for any of us about anything, please send them to that email address. Of course, you can always visit us on our website at www.pinkwarrioradvocates.org and find us on Facebook at the same. We love you guys. Have we a great weekend. truly hope that y'all are laughing during these podcasts. Go have sex <laughs> for all of us, baby. Because that dry humping, it wasn't enough. <laughs> I can't help it was so good. I was like straight back into high, like early high school. Anyway, yeah. We'll Love talk. We'll, we'll see where that dry humping goes next time, guys. We will. All right. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.